is this? Mm, who are you trying to reach? What number is this? What number are you trying to reach? I don't know. Well, I think you have the wrong number. Do I? It happens. Take it easy. Hello? I'm sorry. I guess I dialed the wrong number. Uh, well, so why'd you dial it again? To apologize. You're forgiven. Bye now. Wait, wait. Don't hang up. What? I want to talk to you for a second. What's your favorite podcast? Uh, I don't know. Mine is Friends with Benefits with Chris and also Chris. I'm Chris. I'm also Chris. And we are your friends with benefits. Hashtag FWB Podcast. It's Halloween season, and we've got plenty of tricks and treats to go around. If you don't believe us, just ask our dear friend, the Crypt Keeper. The closest thing to dead air you'll find on the scare waves. That's right, it is another installment in Halloween season, which means we get to hit this one also after that super smooth intro, we get to hit this one, and you know I love it. Buddy, as the intro says, I am Chris. (laughs) I'm also Chris. I love it. I love it. And together we are the number one highest rated TN2M show on the entire Talk Nerdy Me podcast network. We are the number one merch mover. T Public just had a sale. We just talked about having a sale and they had a sale. And obviously because they listened to us. Yeah, like because they said, man, they're right. They, we haven't had a sale in a while. Boom. They put one up. Um so next time they have a sale, we'll make a post so you can get a uh, all of your top merch with our faces on it. Because that's the best merch to get is merch with our face on it. We're working on uh, yeah. witches, pumpkins, and skeleton masks a la <laughs> Halloween 3 for next year, maybe. Or maybe we can work out some kind of um, like McDonald's bucket those are back by the way the i thought that was tomorrow i thought they dropped on the 18th well by the time this airs oh yeah if they're, they'll be back now so you could go right now my when bad, you listen to this bad, bad. <laughs> no man you're good some people were getting them early some people were getting them on monday uh, so oh. yeah, there were people that were posting pictures and they were like, they drove up to the the little thing and they could see them just like stacked up in the back and they were like, Hey man, let me just be real with you. 
let's let's just do this. I'm I'm here for the I'm here for the ghost bucket, and they were like, sure. So people have them. Like there are some people that do have them, which is pretty cool. So um, that's pretty awesome. Um, but I got news for you, by the way. The rash finally cleared up. Oh, besides that, it's covered now. So no worries, by the way. Um, so if you're going to be near me at Scarefest, don't worry. The rash, not contagious, I don't think. Haven't been to a doctor, not sure. But if you want to touch it, I'll let you touch it for a dollar. It's not as horrific as the shingles. <laughs> which like, which just added to that amazing hotel story. Dude, oh yeah, that was that was an extra wrinkle that was just like yeah. Also, uh, it's probably not a smart idea for us to share a room because I have shingles. So, I believe your exact words were, "I have to sleep nude right now." Yeah, because you were like, "Man, we could just share a room and it'll be fine." Like to save to save you know a hassle, and I was like, "I don't want to do that to you." <laughs> <laughs> we could like we could have and it probably would have been fine but i was like i just want you to know like my back right now looks like freddy krueger's face and it like it looks literally like my the like, like it looked like my back had been lit on fire like it looked gross and i was like i don't want to make you sick i don't want to touch something that then will touch like that you'll touch and then like like being near it might, you know, be again. It was like on the back side of it, so like it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like a huge threat of it. But I was like, I didn't want to, you know, expose you to that. So uh, I was like, yeah, yeah. probably not a good idea. I get that, and I appreciate you. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I am. Appreciate you. I am starting to uh, once again review things on my letterboxed. What? Uh, I am. I have my letterbox pulled up right now. Um, I need to figure out how on the mobile site to review things, but um, oh, dude, just download the app. Oh, there's an app. Yeah. All right then. We'll consider this just game changed. Download. I'm actually just searching for you right now. Oh, there it is. Got it. Letterboxed. So yeah, I am. Uh, I have one review on there so far. Um, but I have updated like my favorite films and verified my email address. So like tomorrow I will be, uh, reviewing a bunch of stuff. So you have a follower now. Woo. I am, uh, I'm really excited to put up my uh, Halloween ends review. I've, I can't remember. Uh, but, yeah, you posted a review. Yeah, on Twitter, yeah, you, didn't you? yeah, yeah. I posted a yeah, short yeah. review on on Twitter. Um, I see why people don't like it. Um, I it's the only one that I feel like I'm going to like it more the more I watch it of the last of of Halloween and Halloween Kills because Halloween Kills. Oh my god, dude! I I tried to watch everything leading up to Halloween ends. Like I try, I like, like we did Halloween and then Halloween and then Halloween kills. And Oh my God, Halloween kills is like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Period. Halloween kills would be up there with Jeepers Creepers and Terrifier two and Jurassic world dominion as like 
um one of the worst movies I've ever, I've ever seen in theaters if I if I'd paid to go see it. Yeah, like it's dude, it's bad. It's like really bad and and I tried to I tried to watch it again and like to gear up for it and I got to the part where just after the 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 escaped convict that's not Michael Myers jumps from the the hospital window. Yep. And I'm like this is just not good. Like this movie's not like objectively it's it's not a good movie. And yeah, it just it it does not get any better after that and I wanted to I wanted to like it more but Halloween the 2018 I'm okay with uh, it's I'm I'm very much I'm I'm okay with it Halloween kills hate it Halloween ends I like it better than Halloween kills which again not that hard of a not that high of a bar to cross but um yeah I feel like that one's probably going to grow on me but I have there's one scene that I just have a really huge problem with. Besides the completely different characterization and the the horrible writing for some of these characters that they just make decisions that are completely out of character. The entire scene where I'm just going to go ahead and, and uh, uh, where the kid goes back into the tunnel and beats up Michael and takes the mask. Yep. I just, I hate that scene more than just about anything. It's just so bad. Yeah. And there, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are things I liked about it. Yeah. Um, Cause honestly, I, I gave it, uh, I don't know if you saw when I posted my review on, um, cause the other thing I like is you can cross post uh letterboxd reviews to your Instagram story. Oh, nice. If you, from the mobile app. So, I mean, I, I enjoyed ends quite a bit, uh, but for a multitude of reasons that I, I kind of want to avoid getting too spoilery. But yeah, that was one of the biggest issues I had with it was, you know, at the end of kills, he, you know, gets shot, stabbed, beaten with bats and everything just stands up and just goes the town on everyone with a, a butcher's knife. And then gets beaten up by a 21 year old nerd in this one. Yeah. I'm like, I just, uh, (sighs) yeah, there was a lot of, I get it. Like he's out of practice and like in the beginning, like, you know, he's, he's out of practice and he needs to kind of work his way. But then like, he just lets this kid just like beat his ass. And this, yeah, he just lets this ugly kid beat him up. And I don't know. (laughs) No, um, yeah, we're not here to talk about how I do. I did appreciate the uh, Halloween three season of the witch font, though. That was a nice touch. Hmm. The where Halloween ends, uh, they use the blue and that same font oh, from, yeah, yeah, yeah. from season of the witch. Um, and actually, I didn't realize it until that one, but like, um they use the same font and font color of Halloween, Halloween two and Halloween three, um, in this new trilogy as they, as from the seventies and eighties. So kind of a neat, um, neat homage 
But uh, yeah, it just kind of. Here, I'll send you this. Uh, I saw this, which was kind of cool. Um, that I was like, oh shit! Like once I realized it, I looked it up, and I was like, oh, like the color and the font and everything is the same. Uh, like the placement is the same, which is pretty sweet. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. But we're not here to make pretenses. We're here because of our sex offenses. What? Um, <laughs> I love that video, by the way. Sex Offender Shuffle, if you've never seen it on YouTube. Um, so wrong. It's great. So good. Snuck into so a bathroom wrong. and I... Um, we have been on a on a little what-if journey the past few weeks and uh it started a few weeks ago when we did uh we read through the 24 halloween sequels that got scripted but never made Uh, and then last week it was the 10 potential freddy versus jason drafts that never quite made it for one reason the one that did yeah and the one that did uh for one reason or another mostly the reasons where they were bad and so now we're going to we're going to put our money where our mouth is, basically. And we're going to go through several horror franchises. And we're going to put up or shut up and we're going to pitch what we would want our next entry to be. And so we're going to we're going to test our metal and see if we can do better than some of these screenwriters that have actually tried. So, um, I would like to do, I have, I have a very, spe- like there, there's a couple of, I have a, I have an order that I need to go in that will be clear, okay. that will be clear later on but I can't say why to start. Um, but um, we can either do Halloween first or Friday the 13th first. Which one do you want to do first? Uh, we were just talking about it, so let's do Halloween first. All right, Halloween. And with Halloween, you have the benefit of you can pick a timeline that you want to attach it to. You can set your own timeline. And you can do that with all of them, but Halloween is kind of the most famous um, would you like to go first with your sequel or would you like me to go first with the sequel? You go first and then I'll go All first right. for Friday the 13th. All right. So here's the deal. Here's my Halloween is my Halloween is, uh, it takes place after I recognize the original Halloween, which I feel is like law. Um, yeah. And I also, recognize Halloween two in in this one. And then, and then that's it. So like my, like the, the pre story with mine is like the, the original Halloween happens. Um, uh, she goes to the hospital that same night. He tries to track her down and, um, um, they, he goes to the hospital. Like they, he gets blown up, right? Like that's, that's, where we stop now the only thing i'm going to retcon is i'm going to uh we're going to find out in the per- in the process of this movie that they are not related that was what we thought Good. we thought 
in Halloween, the 81 Halloween 2, that they were related, but really it's not. Uh, Michael is just tracking her down because his rule is, of course, you leave no witnesses behind. So he's trying to kill her to finish finish the job, as it were. So um, we pick up years later. It's it's like 20 years later, and um, the issues of that night have become so synonymous with Haddonfield and with Halloween every year that, that Haddonfield has become basically like a desolate wasteland. Uh, like this, the, the city's dirt poor because there's no industries there. Um, people don't want to live there. Um, like the roads are in bad shape because they have no tax money because nobody's there. Like just, uh, you know, people who do live there are, um, you know, they're angry all the time. Like they just, they, they don't want to be there, but like they can't afford to get out. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's a bad, like you don't want to live there. It's a bad place to be. And it's coupled with the fact that every Halloween season, they have a bunch of, you know, uh, people coming through and, um, you know, like touristy people or like these, um, you know, thrill seeker hunter, like urban legend hunters and fucking podcasters, um, you know, YouTubers who come through and they like everybody's, you know, trying to go onto horrors, hallowed ground and find, you know, this is the Myers house, this and that. And so, you know, the city has canceled Halloween. Like they don't celebrate Halloween. They don't put anything up, but it doesn't stop people from coming. So, there's a mayor mayoral race and the guy, this guy's running for mayor and he's like, listen, he's like, we need to turn into the skid and we need to, um, like go all, we need to do the opposite. We need to go all in on Halloween. We need to welcome these people in and we need to turn it into like a, we need, we need to turn the Myers house into like a, an Airbnb that people can stay in. And then like when people aren't staying there, we're going to turn it into like a tourist trap kind of place. And you, know, you can take tours of it and this and that. And you know, you can see they have like a haunted downtown Haddonfield tour where it's like, come see Michael Myers school, come see this and that and the other. And so the guy wins, like he, he, he has enough people come in because he's got money and he comes in and he's got enough people to support. He becomes mayor. And so he starts instituting all of this stuff. And he's like, here's what we're going to do. We're doing like haunted hayrides. We're doing like all this shit. Like the floodgates for Halloween are open, right? And at this time, um, like, like, so it starts bringing people in and it starts bringing all these people, like all the tourist people are coming in. And he's like, you know, we're, we're turning the Myers house into like a haunted house uh, where, um, you know, we've got like people hiding in the rooms where it's like, you know, one of them has the sheet with the glasses on. Um, and you know, there's, there's like a a Michael Myers in like every room. Um, Mm -hmm. but what they don't know is that the real Michael Myers has come back because they're desecrating his house. And, he infiltrates that haunted house and there's a group of people that get stuck in the haunted house, like in the Michael Myers house on Halloween when he's come back and he's really killing people for real. 
And so then it becomes kind of like an escape room. But like legit cuz like if you don't get out you're he's going to he's going to murder you um and that is my halloween sequel okay that's not bad it's 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 a blend of uh like the good parts of halloween 4 and halloween resurrection without the the gimmicky internet stuff um and there are very few good parts of either <laughs> of those movies um so i tried to cherry pick those um but also kind of update it where um you know it's because like that's always the thing like you always play that game of like if you're the real estate agent how do you sell you know elm street 1428 elm street and the default answer is always oh well i i turn it into a like a haunt and so this guy's like i'm gonna revitalize the town haddonfield will will once again you know reach new heights and it's He's going to turn it into like a tourist trap. And, but unfortunately, Michael doesn't like it when you shit on his house. So, no judgment there. Yeah. No judgment there at all. So, uh, I am going with the canon of original and 2018 Halloween. Ooh, okay. All right. Just those two. Because more than anything, I want to correct um, Halloween kills. Yeah. And instead of picking up automatically when it ends, we're picking up anywhere between six months to a year later. Uh, And here's my thing. You can still include that opening scene of them going to put out the fire and the firemen getting attacked and everything. Cause I, I think that's the, one of the best parts of the movie is Michael just going on that spree, killing all the firemen. Oh gosh. I love it when he's just ripping the shit out of everybody. Um, but then you cut to something like you see Lori pass out or something or fall, you know, something in the back of the, the truck they're riding in and it picks up six months later. And, uh, Karen and Allison, aren't even speaking to her. So Judy Greer and Allison, her daughter, uh, are not speaking to Lori because they think that she basically kind of not harassed, but like as soon as this entire situation situation came to light and Michael was taken to that, they basically blame her for the death of their father slash husband. Yeah. And, you know, if you thought Lori was broken in the 2018 one, she is shattered in this movie. She's um, still stuck in that same house, but, like, I mean, we're talking almost agoraphobic levels of not leaving the house. Gets food delivered and has it left by the gate, so, like, she literally sees and speaks to no one. Um, <clears throat> then, uh, honestly, kind of to take some of what you took away from it, um, you have, actually, I guess it's going to have to be about a year later cause you're back on Halloween cause you're not going to set a Halloween movie, not on Halloween. No, unless it's like Christmas in July, but like Halloween yeah. in May. Yeah. So... <laughs> 
you've got uh, a group of teens. You know, they're daring each other. Oh, go into the Myers house. Go into the Myers house. Because no one can live there. Like, people stay. And then, you know, whoever was living there after Michael got out and escaped, they didn't feel comfortable living there. No one's buying it. It is just fucking empty. And they go in and, you know, you do a couple fake jump scares of, like, the wind shuts a door or something like that. But then they start wrecking the place. Uh, like putting holes in walls, whatever, and uh, they rip down a closet door, and he's just standing there. Oh shit! You know, kind of an homage to the first one where uh, Lori stabs him in the eye because she's hiding in the closet. Kind of a little reversey yeah. throwback yeah, there. I like that. Uh, so. He slaughters all the kids, or most of them, a couple of them get away, something, blah, blah, blah. Uh, sorry, my complete brain fart. Lori finds out, she finds her way back into the city, and then you bring Allison and Karen back into it somehow by having them. You have to like, leave this alone, you have to let it stop. It almost killed us, it literally killed your son-in-law. Like, you've got to drop this. It's not even him. Blah, 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 blah. And, of course, you know, because Jamie Lee Curtis has to be right in all these movies, she's right. And it's Michael, and it can end however the hell you want it to if you want to do a part three or not, so. I, you know that I like, uh, I like the, the simple just slash it. Yeah, I just I like the gimme gimme Michael in his element, just slashing the shit out of people. Don't give me cult stuff. Don't give me don't don't make it, you know. Don't make it so complicated. Just just slash that shit up, man. So I'm a fan. I like it. Yay. I, well, I kind of kind of booked myself back to back here since I said I'd go first for Friday the 13th. <laughs> I'll do I'll do my Friday the 13th first if you want. That's eh, whatever. I don't I, mind. I, I can go back to back. Go for it. Go, go for back it. to back. Uh, so my Friday the 13th pitch. Is Camp Crystal Lake. Winter camp. Ah, uh, you know, I love the winter. I've. It, it's what I've wanted for a long time. It was the rumored sequel to the 2009 one because it was finally going to be set in winter. Um, you know, no one hikes alone in the snow. Uh, that kind of thing. You know, you've got your winter camp with, uh, you know, you've got Cri Camp Crystal Lake ice skating. Yeah. Uh, you know, tube down some hills. It, it's a summer camp in the mountains, whatever. You can do whatever the hell you want with it. You can have skiing, s snowboarding, inner tubing. Ice skating on the lake, uh, but ice skating on the lake is a really important one. And you've got, um, and I, I don't know what to include in canon here because it's a fucking Friday the 13th movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I really resisted my urge to want to do found footage with it. I really did. So, you know, you've just got that. 
summer camp counselors or winter camp counselors because you still have to have counselors at a camp are doing this that and the other uh one of them has to leave for something you think they're gonna get murdered but no they're literally just leaving they have to go home for something death in the family grandma's sick whatever and they so you know they don't tell the kids where they're going and you know all the other counselors like well let's let's make up something let's well, let's tell them about the old story about Jason from, you know, when they used this as a summer camp before it got remodeled and we started using it as the winter camp. Also, I don't know how the hell you make it a winter camp. There aren't really a lot of, like, sleepaway camps in the winter, but yeah, whatever. But, you know. So, you know, they start telling the story, blah, blah, blah. So everyone thinks, oh, it's Jason. Jason got them and they're gone. The car is gone, blah, blah, blah. And it finally just comes to light, like, you know, it finally comes out that, no, nothing happened to him. But everyone's like, starts starts digging into Jason. And you find out about the missing people over the years in and around the camp. It's been opened as a summer camp again and shut back down. Then it was closed down until someone bought it and said, oh, we're not going to do summer. Let's just do something in the winter with it. And because, you know, the one common theme amongst all of the disappearances, the dead bodies, whatever, is always summer. I'm leaning real hard into the winter gimmick for this. Yeah. And then you've got... So the the new owner is like, I'm going to turn it into this winter camp because, you know, no one ever disappears during the winter. You never see anything about that. So then, of course... Jason gonna Jason. There's a bunch of people around. There's a bunch of like late teens and counselors banging and drinking and smoking dope. And he just does what Jason does. He starts killing people. And at some point the owner comes back and he's like, this isn't supposed to happen. It's just some douche nozzle and like a MAGA hat or something. That's just for me, just so they get chopped up and killed. Um, and that's again kind of it. I, I I've come up with more of a like open story as opposed to like an ending for it. Like I get to like Jason shows up and starts killing people. Michael shows up and starts killing people. So no, I like uh, I like the break of the formula a little bit, but you keep it. You keep the core, and you know I love yeah. you know I love shit in winter. Uh, there was that one wrong turn movie that wasn't that great, but it was set in winter, and I like it. Oh, the fourth one. Yeah. It wasn't fantastic, if I remember correctly, but I love it in the winter. All right. I think it's important to note, and you'll understand what I mean when I say this with my Friday the 13th movie, my pitch. Okay. That it is the first of a three-movie series. It's important to keep that in mind. So the movie is, it's basically a, a carbon copy of the formula with one twist. It's the, all of the people who are helping to reopen the camp because the camp has been closed for a while. And finally, somebody is deciding, I'm going to open it back up. I can make it work, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, there hasn't been any issue in however many years, so we're going to reopen it. Uh, all of the people who are 
reopening it, there's two very distinct groups. There's the volunteers that that are from like some volunteer organization. And then there are the 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 small handful that have been ordered as part of community service. So you have but but the thing that you realize is that everybody, whether they're volunteers or they are the community service people, uh, the community service like kids, uh, everybody's got some kind of like the so everybody's damaged in some way. Like everybody's got some kind of like some kind of problem. Um, and when I say problem, I mean like they've got some kind of affliction that is um, getting in the way of them being successful. So you've got the insomniac you've got the uh the person who's addicted to uh so, like something you've got the person who likes to light stuff on fire you've got like so everybody's got like something right and so like you the it, it the rest of it plays out like a traditional friday the 13th movie one of the community service kids uh when they're cleaning up the um the main the main hall um, finds like the liquor stash. And so they start to have a big party and that's when it it wakes up Jason. Uh, So it goes through the whole thing. Like the movie, the rest of the movie plays out completely, completely traditionally until you get to the end. And the last girl uh, manages to, you know, defeat Jason, not in a permanent way, but is able to, you know, stop him in this movie. And, she's excited to be able to go home and, you know, have some peace and quiet. Excuse me. I had to cough there. Um, so no, you're fine. You're fine. So she's like, you know, she's one of the volunteers, right? Like she's not one of the, um, one of the community service kids, but she's one of the volunteers. And so when they're on the way back, like the, the cops are bringing her back and they're like, you know, her parents are bringing her home and stuff. And they're like, you know, we're just so glad that you're going to be home, um, you know, to peace and quiet where nothing ever really happens. You know, we're going back to, you know, peace. And they get home and she's like, yeah, you know, uh, she's like, huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's nothing that, you know, ever goes on at home. And she's the one that her like affliction whatever she's the insomniac they turn in and she lives in the freddy krueger house that's your last shot is that she volunteered at the camp to get away from the house because she's been having bad dreams and but she lives at the freddy krueger house which sets up my pitch for nightmare on elm street And away you go. So Nightmare on Elm Street is the same girl. You have to have the same girl sign on for three movies. Because this one is, she's she's dealing with the trauma of, like it picks up basically immediately after the, the, the Friday the 13th movie. Uh, where she's dealing with like the trauma of, you know, watching all of these people that she came to, you know, be friends with get butchered and all that stuff come face to face with Jason and all this stuff. And so she's, she's having these bad dreams. And as she's dreaming about it, there's one night where instead of having a nightmare about being at the camp, like she's 
she knows she's in the camp, but she's in the boiler room of the camp, even though there isn't really a boiler room. But, um, you know, in her dream, she's there. And that's where Freddie weaves in. And so Freddie's there. And that's how he starts to get his foot in the door. And so she's dealing with the Friday the 13th trauma, but now she's got to deal with the Freddy Nightmare on Elm Street trauma. And so she starts going back and trying to figure out who this guy is, and it's, she starts learning more about Freddy. So as she's telling people about, you know, this happened to me at summer camp, and they're like, people are like, whoa, what happened over summer? And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, that's not even the big thing anymore. Now this is taking over, and... So then she has to go through and it plays out with a, as a traditional Nightmare on Elm Street movie, but the end of it is she says, she, she realizes the only way that she can actually defeat Freddy is she needs Jason to do it. So the movie ends where she's going, she has to go back to Camp Crystal Lake and face her fear of however she finished off Jason, whether it's like, you know, chain him up in the bottom of the lake or whatever. She has to free him so that he can fight Freddy on her behalf in the third movie, Freddy versus Jason. It's like you know me. <laughs> So that's that's my if I'm redoing those I'm universe building with the ultimate goal being a a new Freddy versus Jason movie that way. And this girl is this as at the center of it. Yeah, love that. <laughs> love that. Well, in the complete opposite direction. <laughs> Um, my Nightmare on Elm Street story is very simplistic, and it's because of, uh, what's the actress's name? Hold on. Say Heather Langenkamp. Yeah, it's, it's her. Yeah. She wants to come, she wants to come back and do one more movie. And, uh, Robert Bloom, I think that's his name from Bloom House. Yeah. Um, he said he thinks he can get Robert England back one more time. I feel like if there's anybody that can, it would be him with like, with a good pitch because you know that like he would pitch something and like he has, I feel like he's got enough credibility that he could do it. Yeah. And I mean, the fucking legacy sequel is in right now. So just do it. Have, uh, you know, Freddie always sees Nancy as the reason he was never able to truly return. Well, so he and, starts going after her yeah. through her grandkids. Ooh. And uh, we're going to do something that might make me sound kind of disturbed, but I have a whole lot of respect when a horror movie actually has the balls to do it. We're going to kill a kid. <laughs> Like yes. you, 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 you've got to kill one of her grandchildren to make the movie work. That's bold. So, yeah. So, 
Well, I like it, and I like... I'm for anything that would bring Robert England back in the makeup one more time because, listen, mm-hmm. the last official appearance... I, I This is the second time I've said this this week. The last official in-makeup appearance of Robert England as Freddy Krueger should not be on an episode of The Goldbergs. Agreed. And, you know, no slight against the first season of The Goldbergs, which was actually pretty good, but everything since then, it 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 amazed me how quickly the Goldbergs went from a fun and unique sitcom to just a completely standard sitcom. Like it's it's it was mind mind blowingly fast. Where the first season of the Goldbergs is actually like it's it's actually really good and it it really embraces the eighties like gimmick, and then. By the time it gets done with the second season, it is just a sitcom with 80s paint on it. And it's such a, like, you could could swap it out for any other sitcom, and those storylines are exactly the same. There's nothing uniquely 80s or unique about the Goldbergs at all anymore. But season one was so good, which breaks my heart. Um, But, yeah, they did a Halloween episode. I think it was last year. And Robert England, for, like... 28 seconds of screen time be, came back as Freddy and I don't want that to be the last the last time that he puts the makeup on in a in an official capacity yeah dude I completely agree with you and I think and... you're right I think a Bloomhouse production would be about the only way to get him back And I would be, I would be for it. Uh, well, I've got one more. All right, what do you got? It's something near and dear to our hearts. Not necessarily a classic like these. Pitch me until dawn two. Oh, oh, buddy, buddy, I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy that. Uh... <sighs> okay. Until dawn two, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a a weird and wacky approach to this. Okay, I bet it's not as weird as wacky and my, as mine. All right, so here we go. So each of these, uh, like the the dark picture anthology series, which is made by the same people, um, they all have basically like a a central classic monster at the core, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's like werewolves or vampires or aliens or whatever the shit, like there's a classic monster at the heart of it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's my story for Until Dawn 2. We have a whole new cast of people. And they are, they are, um, it's a, a group of friends that are, um, there's an incident that happens in the, in the beginning, uh, because there's, there's a, there's a friend group of, let's say like 10 people, right. Including 
the only important ones really are there's a pair there's a um brothers they're they're not like twin brothers or anything they're just brothers and they're part of the friend group as well um at one of their outings one of the brothers something happens to him and he dies the other brother is obviously upset but it was an accident and he you know doesn't blame everybody flash forward it's 10 years later and the brother that has survived has uh somehow some way we write it in that he wins a an overnight stay or a weekend stay at a at this old historic castle and so he invites his friend group to go to this castle and it's like this old you know like you know 16th century you know beautiful brick castle that just like it looks it, it it's straight out of a painting it, it just everything about it is great so they're there are they're you know in this castle they're spending this time there and um they, everybody's like exploring the castle and everything and there are traps or you know situations that happen that people end up dying in this castle or people go missing right and um what he's doing is the basically the end result here's where it gets wacky the end result is the brother of course does not forgive everybody is not over it he's the one behind everything what he's doing is um, he is in an attempt to bring his brother back. You because like he keeps making these comments like during the thing he's he would be like oh yeah you know you've got you know your um, your arms look a lot like my brother's arms you have you have the sense of humor of my brother whatever and people are like it's weird but like it's cool that you're remembering him throughout all this. He is trying to cut people up and sew together in a Frankenstein-like way the friend group to bring back his brother. Fuck, that's good. (laughs) So he's trying to... Because you went... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went old school, universal monster, like Dr. Frankenstein, um, where... Like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I I left out, like, the most important part is, like, the, the brother that lives, like, he goes through and, like, goes to med school and, like, buries himself in book because he's trying to learn how to basically kill people and sew them together to make, to basically bring back his brother that he feels like the friend group has cost him. I present to you until dawn, too. <laughs> okay <laughs> it's wacky so, it's weird it's wacky but it's about as old school uh monster as i could possibly think of so i will say uh my untold on to sticks with the wendigos um and 
I, I didn't really plan out a prologue like all these games seem to have uh, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> so you, so you've got um, after all the death because I'm going to assume you're playing with the absolute like this is going until dawn two sets the precedent that it is under the timeline of the absolute worst possibility. So everyone's dead. Yeah. Eight people go up to the mountain, zero come back. So now having lost both of their daughters and their son, the family has sold it off. And the only thing, you know, the realtor who takes it is just fucking stuck with it. No one's buying. No one wants it. Can't do anything. So she has the genius idea to go on a true crime podcast and pitch it as, for the lack of a better word, I'm just going to call it, and hell, we can even call it that. We can be super meta about it. We can call it the Until Dawn House. Because they got there at dusk and no one lived till dawn. All right, all right. So she gets a lot of those, and, and again, maybe a little too meta, a lot of the true crime and, like, horror, like, huge fucking nerds that want to come by this place. And something happens. We'll say Avalanche makes the road impassable so they can't get back to their... Because they all meet at a central place and drive up, or they take the um, the ski lift like they do, like a few of them do at the beginning of the game. And something happens, like the electricity's out of the ski lift. No one knows how to turn it. They can't turn it back on from their end. It's got to be turned back from the base of the mountain. So they're stuck waiting until someone can turn this back on. So not only this time do you still have like eight, we'll say like twenty to thirty somethings. Uh, but this time, none of them know each other. Like, I want a storyline. Like, I, I, and I, it's, it's kind of what I've wanted from a lot of these games. Of, and it's one of the things I really liked about House of Ashes is, in a lot of the other ones, there aren't strangers. So I just kind of want this whole thing where, no, everyone starts pissed off and angry and you have to make them kind of like, like each other and get on a point where they're willing to work together. Yeah. So then of course, blah, blah, blah happens. One couple gets angry or like, you know, the siblings don't feel comfortable being there. So they know there's a smaller cabin up the hill. Oh, it doesn't have power. Oh, who cares? We'll take some firewood and go stay up there for the night. And basically, you know, odd and stupid reasons like they had in every single one of those games to split the group uh, to do that. And then the Wendigos come out and blah, 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 blah. But the thing you don't know is one of the people in the group is aware of the existence of the Wendigos and is planning to start killing people off to sacrifice to them to save themselves throughout the night. Oh, shit. Yeah. Or if you don't like that, one of them's a serial killer and basically knows that, like, this place is impossible to find, so... Whatever. You know, you, you can insert whatever other MacGuffin you want for 
the 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 one person who's also going to be killing people aside from the Wendigos. Yeah, there's got to be that one scene where like there's one person who's like helping them, and then he's like, "Go get them," and then they attack him. Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Saw that coming." That's a trope. I saw that coming. No, I, I, I'm a fan of of. Even though I absolutely didn't do it, um, I'm a fan of sticking with the uh, the the Wendigos because the Wendigos, um, because I do think there's a lot more of that lore uh, that they didn't even really. They they scratched the surface with that first one. They really didn't get that far into it. So, like, there's yeah. plenty of lore and legend and stuff to 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 pull from uh, to do another one. So that would be that would be good. Yeah, and that's kind of all I got. Well, that was fun. That was fun. We um, so tell us how we did. Uh, if you like what we pitched better than what the professional writers pitched, or what was actually made, uh, because I think I think we did pretty good. Yeah, I think we did all right. I think, I we, think did. we did all right. I think we had a good showing for ourselves. So uh, I've got a hypothetical question for you that is a uh, scurry-themed. Okay. So it'll be fun. Um, all right. In this scenario, you have three options. Now, for the sake of this, you can't choose none of the above. You have to pick one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You have lost your saw trap, your saw puzzle, but you put up such a good fight that he's going to let you pick how you die. Good God. So you have to, you, you have one of the following choices. Number one. You get uh, you you slowly get pushed down onto one of those. Have you seen those like real fast sanders where like people will push stuff yeah. down? On, yeah. So you get pushed down onto that slowly until you die. Okay. Number two is they go in. He goes in and he pops your eyes out of your eye sockets and spins him around so you can still see as he chops chops your head off or option 3 you get um pure oxygen syringed into your bloodstream continuously until you explode from the inside out uh not that one <laughs> Absolutely, positively not number three. All of them um, sound horrible. I don't like that. This one I don't like. I don't like this one at all. I'm just going to say that to start. I think I'm going with option one just because you're going to bleed out and go into shock so quickly. Yeah, like, because uh, I mean, like, it would start like, you know, the bottom of your feet and then they, it would just like keep just pushing you down until. Yeah. 
Like it just keeps going up your legs and oh, like just thinking about it. Oh gosh, that I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I don't know. I feel like I might have to do the I one. The issue is, what if he doesn't behead you in the first swing? That's true. Uh, you ha- you run that risk because um, that would hurt. Like that would be that would that would be awful. And then you have to see it, and like you can't close your eyes because they're out. Like you don't have eyelids at that point, so like you have to watch it. Uh, so that's that's pretty crap. Um, that one's not a good one. Gosh, I don't like any of these. I hate every single option in this. I want you to know. Mm-hmm. Every single option is bad, and I don't like it. Um, but here we are. Um, yeah, the I, I, I'm I'm with you. Like, and it's not even that I don't like needles or anything. It's just like the idea of that is just I don't like it. I just I I think that would be horrible to have like you know uh, uh, so many different needles go in just injecting you with the oxygen until you until like your body literally just explodes. I think that's a horrible one. That one's definitely off the table. I don't I could never do that one. Yeah, that is absolutely positively never going to happen. Ugh. Ugh, I don't like it. Um so yeah, there's that one uh, the eyes I don't know. I just I, I feel like with my luck, like the the big sander, like I would last way too long, and it would be so painful and so horrible that I don't know. Ah, oh, it's just like it would it would come down to which one I just I think would would be over the fastest <laughs> because I do not want any of those, and I would just want them to be over so quick. So. Ugh. If you ever, you know, have a doubt on if you should be a good person or not, just think of this scenario and if you were kidnapped for a saw, like if you're if you're a shit person, you're going to get kidnapped for a saw trap. <laughs> so be a good person. <laughs> yes. Ugh. So, yeah, let us know which one you would pick uh and uh, about our story pitches on if you like those because for now it is this is how it happens so um next week will be the uh i'll give you the full scary con wrap up because we will be i will be i know you're not going but uh this weekend don't miss Scarefest, the the Scarefest, as we call it, ScaryCon. We didn't even really plug it this time, um, which is this Oops. weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, and in historic downtown Lexington at the Central Bank Arena. You you'll have Central uh, Bank Center, Central Bank Center, whatever arena next to Rupp Arena, yeah, who, whatever. Who gives a shit? Right, uh, it's that big place that everything happens in lexington right there it's fine um so go there uh meet robert england kane hodder cj graham robert patrick bunch of cool people are going to be there we're going to be there um i'll be playing a uh i'll be playing the they live board game uh with commander scott from house rules so that'll be fun it'll be the first time i've actually taken the game for a spin so that'll be really cool um so 
we'll have a full report on that. I'll end up doing probably a live video at some point, and um, you know, we'll have some pictures posted. And then next week, I'll give you all the great details because uh, you know, you know, if it's a, if it's a convention with either one of us, shenanigans, tomfoolery, and hijinks are going to be there. So that's true. I'm going to avoid the yellow hoodie guy from last year. God. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to try and uh um you know, have a fun time. I'll have some good stories to tell when I come back uh, and I'll fill you in on everything that you missed and uh we will have a good time. So get your tickets at uh thescarefest.com and come out and see us. Um and you know, have a good time with us. And while you're there, you take your hat or your mask or whatever you've got and you throw it in the air like you just don't care. Just like my friend also, Chris, because... If you like what you hear, visit patreon.com slash tn2mpodnet to support the show. You get a bonus show that I'll get back to at some point. Um, I've been slacking on it. I understand that. I'm sorry. It's been a busy time. No excuse, but that's the excuse you're going to get. That's all I got. Um, also <laughs> you can go to our T public store, which is linked on all of our socials, uh, to buy something from there or just share us with somebody that you like, or if you don't like the show, share us with someone that you hate and we don't like you either. Man, if you don't like the show, go fuck yourself. Yes. Uh, and yeah, I'm not going to be at Scarefest this weekend. Got a, got a family thing I got to be at in old Henderson. So it's not like I'm just going to be chilling at the apartment, jerking off or something. Uh, no, I'm going to come to the apartment before I go to Scarefest. I'm going to jerk you off. Yeah, absolutely. So you don't have to. I mean, that's, and, what, that's what friends do. Uh, yeah, it's the first time since it started that I'm missing Scarefest. That's wild. But, the end of an era. You know, it's it's yeah, it's a thing, and I'm I'm I, I feel a way about it, but that's neither here nor there. So until then, until next week, we're ready. We're gonna be ready. We're gonna have a show for you next week. Something spooky, I'm sure, because it's the end of Halloween season next week, which Always. is bullshit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll be here back. With y'all, hashtag FWB podcast on all your social medias. And until then, stay safe, stay happy, keep doing what you're doing. And thank you for being our friends with benefits. <laughs>